0: Hello, hello. Hi. Welcome to Historia.
1: Oh, wonderful day it is.
0: I'm Jamie. <laughs> I'm Kylie.
1: Welcome.
0: Um, we are now on episode two. Last week we talked about um, the Titanic. Oh, um, it was a great time. Yes, uh, tragic, but a beautiful time. Um so, what
1: are we talking about today?
0: We are talking about um, something similar to the Titanic because we know the Titanic. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> the Titanic was a uh, strong woman.
1: <laughs> oh my god!
0: No, okay. I tried to connect the two. It just didn't work. No, no they are not connected. No. Um, so let let's just start that part over. Um, we,
1: <laughs> we are talking about Hollywood bombshells today. I'm so excited. I was so excited for this week's because my favorite movie is of the lady that I'm talking about today. Oh, one of her. We'll find out who that is. Dun, 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 dun. Yes. Oh, well, um, you probably know from the title,
0: the description. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, probably. Probably. Um, before we begin, we always want to tell you what we are drinking because why not? Maybe we have a recommendation. We're Jamie alcoholics. has her favorite wine. We are not alcoholics. Do not take that seriously. Don't come for us.
1: Thank you. <laughs> This one I might actually be drinking for the rest of time because it's so hard to find here. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Like, every liquor store that I go to, it's never there. But the Stella Rosé Stella Berry, it is probably my favorite wine. And I'm not really a wine drinker. I just got into drinking wine. I'm a beer. I love stouts. But this wine is just so sweet, and I love it. It's... Mwah! (laughs) I love it. Marvelous. (laughs) Marvelous.
0: Um... I have kind of always loved wine, but, like, I'm only into the sweet wines, if that makes sense. Like, I'm not a huge red wine person,
1: unless it's sweet.
0: Um, So, yeah, but I'm not really, I'm becoming more of a beer person, but I'm not quite there yet. We're still working on it.
1: Yeah, I'm working on you.
0: Yeah, You're working on wine. I'm working on beer. So, um, I have the Arbor Mist, which is always a classic. We love a cheap wine. Um, <laughs> Six bucks, not bad at all. You can't get than it has that. a clearance tag on it. <laughs> it is a mango strawberry Moscato, and um, like I said, anything sweet is good. And it's a good mix. It, I'm
1: impressed. It tastes good, but it smells. It doesn't weird smell to me. that weird. It smells weird to me. It, I don't. It I don't smells know. like it smells a mango. Like- it smells like underwear.
0: No, it does not smell. To me like it
1: does. Okay. Why, why do you smell underwear? Okay. Anyway. Uh how was your week then, Jamie? Busy. I'm just been tired. I finally took my first nap in like three months yesterday oh, and nice. it was about half an hour because the dog kept waking me up. Classic. The look at my face. <laughs> I totally get that. Are you excited, though, last week of school? Yeah.
0: Um, as I mentioned, uh, for those of you who may have started on this episode, I'm a teacher, so this is our last week of school until summer break, and I have, like, a bittersweet feeling towards it, because it's like, on one hand, it's like, oh, I gotta leave the children that I love, uh, but <laughs> I don't know why it sounded like Mickey Mouse, but on the <laughs> other hand, it's kind of like, um, yay, it's summer. I can get away from them, so. I
1: know, at least you get, like, a break.
0: Yeah. So, um, I only have, like, five days left. Four days with the students, one staff day, and then I'm free for a couple months. So Yeah. So, we will see how that goes.
1: You may hear my cat. I apologize. Oh, is is she out? Yeah, she's out and about.
0: There's a a part in the last episode where (laughs) I was like, your cat's out, and you're like, (laughs) ah, and I had to keep it in.
1: Oh, yeah, because she she is still getting used to dogs, other dogs. She still likes to pick bites with my dog, Mm -hmm. but she's a sweetheart. She loves people. My dog does not. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so hopefully you don't hear as many dogs this time because my dog is um, in a crate.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's just because they're so loud. Like, they love to play with. <laughs> Why do you say wow? <laughs> <laughs> She's in a crate
0: because it's best for her, okay? Well, it's best for everyone yeah. involved. Plus, she went on a two-mile hike, so she needs to sleep. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. But anyway, again, if you hear dog noises, okay, they're fine.
1: Let's get into this. Yes, all right. All right. That's enough chit-chat. Let's get into this. Yeah, we have, this we have a lot to cover.
0: We have a lot to cover, so let's buckle up, and let's dive back into the past here. Yes. All right, here we go. So, today, again, we'll be talking about Hollywood bombshells. Now, um, if you are like, I don't know what a bombshell is, well... Here's your chance to learn. Um, a bombshell, um, the definition on Google was that it, <laughs> because you know, why not? Um, it, it is um, known as a sex symbol, so a very attractive woman. That was the definition that Google gave me. Um, it's basically any woman who has been known to be attractive to a large audience um, and is part of the reason why they are so big is because of their appeal. Um, so they're sex appeal or they're just attractive, um, and really beautiful. So that's basically what a bombshell is. Um, but they were a lot bigger back in the day. Um, so we're going to be talking about a couple of really big bombshells, um, that you guys have definitely heard of, I guarantee. If you
1: haven't, that's very surprising. Yes,
0: we'll be very shocked. Um, but we'll be talking about a couple of the really big ones, um, some examples um, from back in the day, we had Doris Day, that was a huge one, oh, yeah. um, Elizabeth Taylor, of course. Uh, Betty Page, and then, oh, yeah. I love Betty Page, and then one of the uh, original, well, the original, was Jean Harlow, so she kind of started mm. um, the idea of women entering into Hollywood and um, being an entertainment factor, basically, so she was the original, the OG bombshell. If um, you
1: turn on grit TV... I'm sure you will see plenty of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was, it was very big back then. Um, so they usually played similar roles, um, and I'll, I'll kind of talk about that later on. But a lot of the roles were um, a specific type. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, we'll talk about that. Modern day examples of bombshells, because um, we still have some that are considered bombshells. I found an article that was like, top 20 bombshells. <laughs> I found of some that, that were <laughs> wow. um, with modern day actresses. So these were a few that they mentioned. Um, Blake Lively, oh, which boy. is a big one. Um, she's super pretty. And then we have Scarlett Johansson.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah I see that. I can that. see that one. Yeah,
0: uh, Megan Fox, which she's not as big anymore, but I think she definitely was... In the early two thousands. I 2007, think two thousand Yeah, like I guess when she
1: was in Transformers and then she I guess not built early two thousands.
0: But yeah, Transformers. She was in um what else was she in? Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure you guys No, know.
1: Jennifer's Body.
0: Oh, Jennifer's Body.
1: Classic.
0: She was in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Do you remember that? With <gasps> Lindsay Lohan? Yeah, she yes, was. Oh my gosh, I just thought for- of that. I
1: forget about that one, like it's just like a it's a daydream.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, other examples is Halle Berry. Okay,
1: and she's
0: yeah. kind of an older example, but um, she, looks great. she looks great for her age. Um, her and age. then this one, this one's just kind of funny. Kim Kardashian is also known as a bombshell. Get out of here. Which I'm kind of like, okay, that that one kind of ruins it because, I don't know. No. A lot of it's based on natural beauty and I don't, we're not going to talk about that. Anyway, um, <laughs> so those are some modern day examples, um, but today we're going to be talking about, we're kind of taking a leap back into um, the 40s, 50s, 60s, so we're going to so be the, around the, that range.
1: The perk. Yes. Or like the
0: peak. Of the peak of women in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to talk about the ideal body and some beauty standards that were happening during this time because I think it's important to who I'm going to be talking about.
1: Same for me.
0: Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, so, in the 1930s to the 1950s, the ideal body consisted of curves mm-hmm. um, and an hourglass figure. That was kind of the um, the ideal body that everybody worked towards. So, a lot of times they would use whatever they could to slim their waist down. Corsets. Um, yes, a lot of corsets, a lot of not being able to really relax um, because your body was getting squeezed. Okay. Um, so, a lot of that was happening... Of course, the big boobs and the slim waist was um, what was going on there. So, mm-hmm. there was one woman in particular who um, had this ideal body, and that was, of course, Marilyn Monroe. Ooh. So, that is who I will be talking about. Love um, her. And then in the 1960s, we the style turned to more the willowy, thin, slim legs, um, kind of the adolescent physique, which we'll be talking about another person um, who had that body. I'm not going to say who it is, but you probably already know. That's okay. Um, can so, I just- <laughs> can I
1: just yeah miss Audrey Hepburn yes miss Audrey
0: Hepburn so I didn't know if you wanted to keep it a surprise but yes um again they probably already know it's fine so (laughs) (laughs) we'll be talking about Marilyn Monroe um and Audrey Hepburn um so that was just the introduction to bombshells do you have anything to add on um specifically what they were at all
1: Um, no, I've watched a lot of just older films Mm -hmm. in my day just because my dad, well, mostly I've watched a lot of Western films and I have realized that these beautiful bombshell women always end up marrying a super old dude. Mm -hmm. None of the men are young. And as I was watching Sabrina and I was watching My Fair Lady, she ends up with very old men. (laughs) Oh, that's true. If you really look at it, like... The men are very rarely young, and I don't know why. I don't know if it was maybe, like, around the time, because men were off at the war. Yeah. Maybe that's why they tend to older men. But, I don't know, it's just, looking at some of them, I was like, you can definitely see the stereotype of just having that slim waist, bigger hips, curvy figure.
0: Right, and a lot of, again, the typecasting um, in the movies was, they were usually dumb, or like quirky,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and really, they didn't play a part that didn't pay close attention to their looks. Like mm-hmm. it focused a lot on like tight clothing and like ways that they could show their figures.
1: But that changed with Audrey. It Hepburn, did change. Which so I'm going to talk about that's why that. we chose
0: these two people because it, it was just such a drastic change mm-hmm. quickly um, with beauty standards, and that happens all the time. The standards change all the time. All right, so I'm going to start talking about Miss Marilyn Monroe. Um, I'll start with a quote by her because why not? Um, One of her famous quotes is, I don't want to be rich, I just want to be loved. And, um, I'll kind of talk about how this quote identifies with her. But, basically, Marilyn Monroe is a singer and actress. I'm going to start by talking about her childhood and just Mm -hmm. kind of going in chronological order all the way to her death. So, um, I'm going to start with her name at birth. Her name at birth was Norma Jean Baker. I love it. I know! I think it's so cute! Norma Jean! Norma Norma Jean! Jean. Uh, Get over here, Norma Jean! (laughs) It just, it fits. Um... (laughs) She was born on June 1st, 1926. Her mom um, was a paranoid schizophrenic, and at the time, you know, they weren't able to really diagnose those things as quickly as they can now, Um, so they weren't really sure what was wrong with her. Um, Her dad was very abusive um, to her mom, and basically... um, forced her mom to give up her kids because Marilyn was the third kid that they had. um, But he was so abusive and like basically told her there was something wrong with her. She couldn't take care Mm -hmm. of them. So um, she basically just gave up her kids. And um, so Norma Jean, I'm just going to call her that till she changes her Mm -hmm. name. (laughs) Norma Jean um, was basically growing up in foster homes throughout most of her childhood. Um, So, They had kind of a rocky relationship growing up and for the rest of her life. Um, But really, it was just her mom didn't know what else to do um, and was convinced that that was the right decision. So, of course, with schizophrenia, like there were a lot, there was a lot that was going on that she just didn't know how to handle. So,
1: yeah, medical medicine. Yeah. They had no idea. Yeah.
0: Again, today, she would have known that she had it and they would have been able to give her, you know, Mm. the necessary medications that she would need but obviously at this time it's unavailable so yes so she is put into foster homes um she grew up in north of LA um and basically knew from the time she was in her first foster home um and seeing what was going on around her that she wanted to be a star so um she knew at a young age
1: Hollywood was growing then yes they were slowly getting out of the uh silent film
0: yep Exactly. Um, So, again, she's going through a bunch of foster homes. Mm -hmm. um, And she was living with somebody. um, But during the Great Depression, they realized they couldn't take care of her anymore. Um, So as soon as she was legally um, at the right age, they married her off. So (laughs) she was just a teenager. Um, I believe she was 15 or 16.
1: Is that legal?
0: She was 16. Yeah, so she was 16. It was legal at the time. Um, um and like my like both of my grandmas got young, uh married at a really young age. I think it was very common. Yeah, to get married at common. sixteen because I think that's my grandma was sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. So she was married off to James Doherty. Um, and her again because her foster parents really couldn't take care of her. Um, this was in the forties. So she was sixteen. He was twenty-one. So nowadays it sounds very illegal. Oh but. no. no, no, no. <laughs> nowadays it's not a good idea, no. but you know, <laughs> times have changed. Um
1: tremendously. I saw an
0: interview with him, James Doherty. Oh no. <laughs> and I think this interview is from like the seventies or something, but yeah. he was like this is <laughs> this was his quote, and I just found it interesting. Mm-hmm. He was like, She was a wonderful wife, cook, and housekeeper. And I was like, Oh, oh that God. was that was all you had to be back then, you know? Right. As a wife. Um, but I just I had to write that down because I was like, eye roll. Insert eye yeah. roll. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, so again, she is still struggling with the relationship with her mom. At this time, she's really not seeing her mom. Um, her father left them. So her af, when, after her father left is when her mom gave them up, oh, basically. Okay. So she didn't want any, he didn't want anything to do with her. She tried multiple times to um, figure out where he was, but it just never worked out.
1: Did this really impact her, like, future relationships, you think?
0: I think it, I think it did. And I think it even might have affected, like, the way she saw herself. and might have led to a lot of her insecurities. Yeah. So, uh, because it's hard, you know, when you don't feel loved by, especially with her, either parent couldn't stay Mm -hmm. for her. So, yeah, I definitely think that her childhood really affected um, the way that she viewed herself. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's really important. So... Um, she was now in her late teens, um, and she began posing for pictures, um, so she had a new name, and it was Miss Flamethrower, so that is what they referred to her as, because she was, like, all over, um, and I don't remember what the pictures were for, but I think it was for, like, a magazine of some sort, um, and they just called her Miss Flamethrower, and she was on the cover of a bunch of magazines, um, so that was her new name, and again, all she was was a model at this time. So... She was married for four years to James Doherty, wow. and they um, got divorced. Of course. So he was very into the traditional, like, you must stay at home, you must cook, and she was not really into that because she really saw a vision for herself and mm-hmm. wanted to do more, um, which, yes, you should do more, you know, yeah. but um, he was still stuck in, like, the I need her to be my housewife and take care of the children. That's how it
1: was in the 50s. Right. In the 40s. Yeah. Leading up until like.
0: Yeah, like he's not to blame. I mean, that's what society was. Um, But he also just wanted a family and she was just at the point where she wanted to be a star. Mm -hmm. That's obviously her main focus. So. Right, right. Yeah. Of course, pursue your dreams, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So they ended up getting a divorce. Um and she changed her name. She basically came to him, said, I want a divorce. Ooh. Also, my new name is Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Where did that come from? Ah, good question. I'm glad you asked. So um her mom's maiden name was Monroe. Oh, that's and pretty. yeah, and her grandma's middle name was Marilyn. So she okay. basically combined both of those okay,
1: stage together.
0: Names. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's beautiful. I love yeah. um my dog's middle name
1: is Monroe because it's classy. Oh, my God. Your, your dog <laughs> has a middle name. Yeah. Yours doesn't? Come on. No, but she has two last names. <laughs> Give her a middle name. Why? I already named her off my Club penguin by accident. <laughs> by accident. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Um. That's a
0: long story. So <laughs> let me know if you want to hear. <laughs> yeah, right? Um. And I've always liked the name Marilyn. I think it's really cute. Ooh. I love old-fashioned names. Like Evelyn is my favorite name to the in the world.
1: I love Charlotte.
0: Yeah, see, we like old names.
1: Um But the nickname, not Charlie. I don't like the nickname Charlie. I like Really? I think it's cute. I like Lottie. What? That's like really because that's like the original nickname for Charlotte. I mean it is cute, but okay. Wow! <laughs> Hey, you you judged me for giving my dog a middle name. You judged me for giving my dog two last names. No, I didn't.
0: Hmm. I I don't give my dog a last name because she's independent. Just kidding. I don't know what that means. All right. Anyway, let's keep talking. Um, (laughs) The year is now 1947. Mm. Um, She had a screen test at 21st Century Fox, and she ended up receiving a contract. So this was her first um, time... in the film industry Um, so her main focus at this time of course now especially now that she's offered a contract to work with a big company Mm -hmm. um, she's really focusing on meeting standards beauty standards and anything she can do to get those beauty standards Mm -hmm. Um, so she was really focusing on um, trying to get that body I mean she already had like natural curves um, and you know she had the body type But, of course, she felt insecure because there's so much pressure Mm -hmm. um, on looking the part. Um, Especially as a woman at this time, again, in Hollywood, you have to have the look because they're not going to cast you for anything if you don't.
1: Because at the time, like, only so many filters can be on there. So a lot of it was natural beauty because Mm -hmm. of that makeup that you see now was still... Very young and adding up, like they would probably wear foundation and then like right. some lipstick. Yeah, but a lot of it was their natural beauty that they would want.
0: Mm-hmm. And she um, had plastic surgery. She got her she got a nose job. Really? Yeah, I and did not she know that. she uh, got her chin done. What? <laughs> yeah, so she would have a stronger chin line because that was another beauty standard.
1: I had no idea. Yeah,
0: so. Again, it was like the framed face, yeah. the straight chin, um, and like she barely t- moved her nose, but yeah, just to make it look to the standard. So more slim, yeah. So again, she's really focusing on those beauty standards, and this really, really made her insecure. Obviously, um, so this was how she started her career, mm-hmm. um, and obviously not in a good mindset with trying to meet those standards. Uh-huh. So, um. It was really hard to meet those standards, especially for 21st Century Fox, because that was the biggest, like, one of the biggest um, film companies at that time. It still is a pretty big company. Um, So she felt like no matter what she did, she wasn't really meeting their expectations. Um, Yeah, so she actually ended up moving to a different company. um, And I forgot what it was, (laughs) but she ended up starring in a musical Um, which I also didn't write down, so good job me. But this is, again, one of her very first roles, Mm -hmm. so it wasn't anything, like, major. Um, but she ended up losing her contract, and this was something she was heavily known for, but she was late all the time. So she basically was on her own schedule, um, and, like, from the start of her career to the end, she was late 24-7. Like, they always, they actually created a schedule just for her that, like, gave her earlier times, Mm because they knew she'd be late anyway. So... That caused a lot of issues. Um, She was not easy to work with. Oh. (laughs) Um, So after the musical, the company dropped her, and she ended up just having to stick with commercials for a while. So she was in a few different commercials. Um, She was in, like, car commercials. Um, Wow. Yeah. So there were a lot um, of opportunities for that at the time. But, of course, that wasn't what she wanted. Like, that didn't fulfill her expectations of becoming a star, (laughs) obviously.
1: She wanted to be a movie star, which... Yeah commercials, like, they can fulfill that, but, like, mm-hmm. for her, you can tell that she was itching. Yeah. Itching. <laughs> to become something bigger.
0: Exactly. And at the, and in the movies she was in so far, like, she played minor roles, um, so it wasn't like she was big at all.
1: But that's how you start out. Exactly,
0: yeah. That's a normal, normal way to start out.
1: Well, yeah, it's very rare Especially that like starting in commercials, gets a big... Yeah. So... Sorry to take a sip of wine.
0: (laughs) Okay. Now, this is where her life kind of takes a twist. Mm -hmm. In 1949, she got in a really tragic accident, um, a car accident on her way to an audition. So, one of the people involved in the accident was a photographer. And the photographer um, basically asked her if she would be willing to take nude pictures. Um, So, this was definitely a start at her career. um, And... This photographer was actually the millionth person to ask her in her lifetime. And she was pretty young at this time.
1: Oh, my so God. So, she
0: was very used to people asking her for that because of her body type. Yeah. Okay. So, she ended up doing it, and she actually took one a very iconic um, nude picture that made it into a calendar. Um, so, it was very big at the time. Um, and she became, like, the Playboy. She was in a Playboy magazine. Okay. So... That was, again, another start to her career was her body and, um, Mm -hmm. taking those nude pictures, like, being willing to do that, basically. Um, now, she took this really seriously and, like, tried to fulfill every beauty standard as much as she could. Um, and she even had pictures where she was clothed, um, or she would wear, like, provocative clothing, which, at that time, was, like, whoa. Um, but really, yeah. even nude pictures was, like, a, a huge step. Like, yeah. um, nowadays, it'd be normal, I guess. Not normal, but, like, it wouldn't be a, a big scandalous. deal. Right, but in, at this time, it's like, whoa, who's because this girl doing this?
1: women are more, supposed to be more right. just, like, protective of who yeah. they're showing up. Exactly. To.
0: Um She didn't care. Um, she knew she'd get money for it, and she knew she'd get famous for it. She was Marilyn Monroe. Exactly. She, yeah. Um, if she was alive nowadays, she would fit right in. Like, I feel like she would just go ham on everything. Um, so I feel like this is the day and age she wanted to be in. Right. Anyway, Um. so at the, when she's trying to fulfill these beauty standards, she actually stuffed her bra. Um, and one of her, one of the people that worked for her basically came up to her and said, take that cotton out. And so they, like, made her take it out. Oh, my God. um, And then was like, hey, you have the part in a new movie. (laughs) Just from doing that. Basically, he wanted her to know, like, you don't have to try that hard um, to get the role. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of sweet. So then she was in um, a movie called All About Eve. Okay. um, Which was where she really started proving herself and Mm -hmm. her acting abilities. She was a great actress. Like... It wasn't just looks for her. Um, She was a phenomenal singer, a wonderful actress, um, and this was where she really got to prove herself. So um, she was in this movie, All About Eve, and there were a lot of um, top stars in it, so really Mm -hmm. famous people. So that really helped her kind of get her name out there. And so she was now on a seven-year contract with, again, 21st Century Fox. So, giving them another try. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, now, her roles, again, like I mentioned earlier, it was very typecast, so she would be the dumb blonde in everything she played. Oh, yeah,
1: because watching gentlemen prefer blondes, yep. like... Oh, and
0: that comes later, but yes, yes. She, iconic yeah. Girl, but... Yeah, um, and so, all her movies up to this point, she was the same exact person, um, and they, like, I was watching a documentary, they showed clips of her, and I couldn't tell the difference between the movies. Yeah. Because it was just the same role. Mm-hmm. Um, and this obviously upset her, because she didn't want to be known for that. Like, she didn't want to be known for being the dumb blonde. Um, so she was like, oh, not okay with that. Um, so she tried to take on different roles, um, and she asked if she could have a more challenging role.
1: Ooh. Yeah,
0: so they actually had her be in Clash by Night.
1: Demanding. Um
0: Yeah. <laughs> so um, she... This was the first of her different roles. This was in 1952. Um, And she then made it very big after this role because they saw that she could play a more complex character. Um, It was a more dramatic movie. So instead of being the dumb blonde that made jokes, she was actually like taken seriously for the first time. Uh Um, And so then she made it big. Her name began to go out there. Very quickly. Um, And she started posing nude for a calendar. So they had, like, calendars for her. So now she was known as, like, the model, but also the actor. And people saw her for, like, her acting ability now. um, As well as her body.
1: So (laughs) It takes one film to do that.
0: Yep. Um, But what was so interesting about her is that she caused a lot of conflict around, and we kind of talked about how, like, beauty standards, you know, and women's standards were different, but, mm-hmm. um, this was the first person to basically show the world that sex wasn't a sin, um, and that's what she wanted them to see, is that, um, they, sometimes they just needed it to have fun, and they needed, um, the entertainment, um, and it doesn't have to be taken so seriously, so, yeah, this, you know, in the 50s is, like,
1: girl (laughs) oh my gosh I can't imagine right like you have to
0: have thick skin yes oh and she did yeah Yeah. um and she she basically said this is what you need after the war you need love you need to have fun and you need entertainment
1: after the war too the film Mm -hmm. industry just exploded exactly
0: yeah so she made that a point um don't be afraid of sex don't be afraid of your body um be willing to show it Mm -hmm. and um it's not a big deal so that was her thing. Um, oh, this one was interesting. I actually want to watch this movie. I need to find it. But she was in a movie called "Don't Bother to Knock," where she was. It was a scary movie. It was like a horror movie. Um,
1: I have watched this. I know,
0: and she was. It was about like a babysitter who was going crazy or something. So she played a babysitter, um, <laughs> and it was her first like serious role. I need to find it. I think it's going to be very entertaining oh, to watch. God, to watch <laughs> but again, she is trying to pursue these serious roles instead of being the dumb blonde. So I don't know if like she as the babysitter gets possessed. I don't know anything about it, but I know there's like some kind of ghost. Like, do
1: you know when it came out? Um, This was all happening in the early 50s. Oh my God. So it has to be it has super to be, cheesy. We have
0: to find it. <gasps> Maybe after this, we'll try to find it. All right. Um, So she has been living the single life for a while. um, But then she meets a famous baseball player um, named Joe DiMaggio. (laughs) DiMaggio. You guys have probably heard of him or seen them together. Um, But they fell in love quickly and got married. Um, The crazy thing was that he was the complete opposite of her. So he didn't like the spotlight. He didn't like... Um, a lot of attention being on them. He didn't like her showing off her body so much. Like mm-hmm. it, he had a very, um, opposite opinion and she knew this from the beginning and had kind of concerns about it, but basically was just like, I love him. Let's get married.
1: She let love take over. Exactly.
0: And she didn't look at yeah. the red
1: flags. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but now when she talks about their marriage, she talks about how she knew from the start that they shouldn't get married. Yeah. But you know, love is blinding sometimes um yeah so she was now in another serious role in niagara um and that's where she did her famous walk this is still the longest walk in cinema history she is basically like talking to somebody and she turns around and they just show her walking for a very long time um but her the big thing was they like sh- they showed how her hips move yeah. And so there's, like, YouTube tutorials on, like, how to move your hips, like Marilyn
1: Monroe. What? Did you watch one? <laughs> no, Please. but it, oh, you it have. came
0: up in my recommended, and I was like, I should have watched it. Maybe I oh will later. God. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so she was known for that walk, and, like, everyone was trying to do it. Like, I can just imagine, like, it's like people in teshire, high school, like, like <laughs> trying to do it exactly oh like her. God. But, yeah, they show her walking away. I think it's, like, 120 feet, so for a long time um and again it's still the longest walk in cinema history they literally just show her walking like nothing else is happening in the movie and it's like in the middle of the
1: movie (sighs) right what
0: yeah and that's in niagara um and then she's in of course gentlemen prefer blondes i like that one Um, smash hit movie it's so good yeah
1: diamonds are a girl's best friend and it's that scene is one of the most iconic scenes Uh in Hollywood history. Uh Like, when you think of that song, you're like Marilyn Monroe, blonde hair, pink dress, men. Yep, (laughs) exactly. Well, because they even, uh, Margot Robbie in Birds of Prey even did a scene from that. And if you watch Gossip Girl, a Gossip Girl up, like, lively. She did that. Yep. And so it's such an iconic scene. And it's amazing just to see how... Even now that they're still recreating it because she just left such an impression. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't, I don't prefer (laughs) diamonds. I like pearls, but. Oh, me
0: too. Uh, Pearls (laughs) all day, but.
1: Diamonds are nice. (laughs) I also love
0: the burlesque performance. Christina Aguilera, when she sang it. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that movie came (laughs) out and that was in 1953. So yeah, all of that happened in 1952. So that was a lot of things. Um, And now she's finally receiving the attention that she has craved her whole life. Mm -hmm. She's everywhere, biggest star in the world, basically. Um, Now, this was something she was known for a lot. She didn't wear underwear, um, and she wore short dresses. So people were very against that and trying to ban that. Um, And she was ridiculed when she received an award one time and accepted the award wearing a really short dress. Um, so they, like, tried to get her to give away her award since she was, was 1953, I believe. Okay,
1: I'm gonna
0: look up this dress. Yeah, I saw, there was a video of her acceptance speech, um, and it was, like, short, but, like, I think the big conflict was she wasn't wearing underwear, and they knew oh. that, so, um, but yeah, she was just very bold. She was not afraid of what anyone thought of her, so... Figured it out. So it was a gold dress that had a split in it. So when she, like, moved, you could see it opening. And she wasn't wearing underwear. So. Ooh.
1: It's a pretty dress, though. It is
0: really pretty. Um, but again, she's very ridiculed. And they were like, take the award away from her for it. Like, somebody tried to speak out against it. But she oh my God. deserved the award. So get over it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, again, she's 26 years old now. And she is the biggest star in the world. Um, But she was not taken very seriously um, because of, like, the way that she presented herself. She was kind of the butt of every joke. And people, like, made fun of her, basically. Um, So, yeah. um, And Joe DiMaggio, like, saw this a lot. And it started to annoy him where, like, he'd go anywhere. And they would just, like, give him comments about um, her and the way that she chose to present herself. Um, So... Again, this caused more insecurity for her. Um, and her insecurity kind of started turning into unprofessionalism because she's at the point where she's like, I'm already a star, doesn't matter.
1: Well, she's probably over it too. Just right. She's overridden really
0: cool. Yeah. So she was um, suspended from a movie because um, she, again, wasn't showing up. Yeah. So there would be times where she'd be late or she just simply wouldn't come mm-hmm. to rehearsal. Um, so, she just wouldn't come, um, and they even had somebody stand in for her, named Sherry North, um, who they made look like her, so that they could finish a movie with her in it. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah.
0: So, um, they had to, like, hire people that looked like her, because they knew that she wouldn't show up, which That's is kind of crazy. So, eventually, they just got tired of it, and basically fired her, mm-hmm. um, and had the other person do the rest. Um, so, she got proposed in she got proposed by joe in 1954 proposed by that doesn't sound right. he still proposed yeah in 1954 huh they so they were together for like two years before he proposed or one year yep um and because they were both big like yeah. people knew who both of them were um it actually caused her to be unsuspended from hollywood Oh because of the, the rage of the wedding, and they knew that she was big again, and everyone knew her name again, like, were talking about her. So, <laughs> um, yeah, they basically unsuspended her, mm-hmm. um, and that's where she started doing her performances around the world, so she'd go to, like, like she did a lot of performances um, for, on their honeymoon, they went to Japan, and so she did a big one there. And they were all freaking out because they loved her so much. <laughs> um, and, again, Joe was kind of annoyed by this. But then she would sing for soldiers. That was a big part. Oh, yeah. Yes. So she'd go around yes. and sing for thousands of soldiers. And they'd all just be like,
1: oh, love her. Fall
0: yeah, love. fall in love with her. Um, and, again, Joe is not a fan of show business. So he doesn't like that she's
1: doing all of these things. But she did it during the Korean War, right? Yeah. I always wonder if maybe my grandpa. <laughs> Probably not, but... Because <laughs> I, I know she also went to
0: Korea um, yeah. when they were... I think it was on her Japan trip, they stopped in Korea as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, maybe.
1: <laughs> Probably That'd <be> not. Interesting.
0: <laughs> um, so, she gets to a point where, because her roles are all similar, she's kind of losing sight of who she actually is. So, yeah. she's mixing reality with fantasy, mm. while Joe's trying to help her see the difference between the two. And he's doing everything he can um, but it's, it's just hard for him to, like, help her with that situation. Yeah. Um, and then we have the famous white dress going up, obviously. <gasps> um, age. and Joe is horrified by this, <laughs> but, yeah. I
1: bet. Oh, my gosh. As a man who's already just been like, you're exposing too yep. much.
0: Yeah, and, um, <laughs> so they had the seven-year itch where we had the famous white dress going up, um, and... Of course, you could see. I think there were like a thousand people that could see everything because they were there when it was being filmed, so they could see. Nope, (laughs) so they could see it all. And again, that's why Joe was like, ah. (laughs) Um, And they both have. They both mentioned that their marriage was always dead. So, as you can see, Um, so they filed for divorce in 1954. So it wasn't wasn't even a year. Um, And at age 28, she formed her own company. Um, Because she wanted to insert her independence and basically tell them, I can do what I want. Um, And then she met a playwright named Arthur Miller very quickly. Um, They worked together, so he would write for her um, and for her company. She also started to count on her acting coach more um, and talking about her sex appeal and um, separate her life from acting life. So she was trying, it was kind of like her way of therapy, Basically, but she confided in her acting coach a lot about, like, finding the, um, difference between both. Yeah. So, once she did that, she actually started to get better, and she was finding her own individuality, um, and so she wasn't so, like, focused on, um, thinking that she was the same person as she was in the movies. So, now she feels more independent and more individual. Okay. Um, so, she's now in a movie called The Prince and the Showgirl, um, and her, this is where she met a coworker who absolutely hated her, um, oh, no. because she was into method acting, so basically pretending that she's that character all the time. Oh. And so, she was a showgirl, so she was, like, constantly, like, telling him to get things for her, and, like, thinking that she could, like, do whatever she wanted, basically. Isn't Jared um, Leto one? Yeah. Jared Leto was one. Heath Ledger was one.
1: Really? mm mm-hmm. I didn't know he was. I think so. I could be
0: wrong. R. E. I said that really confidently, but I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think Johnny Depp is. I would love that. I know he. I think he's a method actor, and then he doesn't watch his own movies. Like he refuses to, what? so he's never seen any of them.
1: So he doesn't even go to the premiere. Mm-mm. Or Maybe he shows up and leaves. I love Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Him and
0: Crybaby. I love
1: okay. him too. Okay,
0: anyway, um, <laughs> so m- <laughs> so her new man. Um, Miller. <laughs> Miller was traded to a communist association. Um, oh. Charged, and he was charged for it. Um, so oh um, he was going through all of this, and Marilyn stood by him. She was like, "That's not him. He's fine. He's
1: well, not she dealing with communist Own shit going on. So exactly. She's like, Deal with it. I'll be here." <laughs>
0: yep. So she ended up getting pregnant, um, and at this time, she was like excited for it. She's like, "I yeah. am going to have a child." Um, she ended up having a miscarriage. Um and she had a tube pregnancy, so the I wrote down the description down here, pregnancy, which is basically when the fertilized egg cannot survive outside the uterus. Oh. So um they basically the fetus doesn't survive. Oh so um yeah, she had the miscarriage and um after that basically they told her she probably wouldn't ever have kids. And she ended up getting pregnant later on too, and had another miscarriage.
1: Yeah, so I was, I was never had children. That was a common thing for
0: her. Yep. So again, didn't have kids, and this really affected her because she was excited mm-hmm. for that part of her life, and so she started going through really bad depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could see it with her job performance. So a lot of co-stars, again, they weren't fans of her. They didn't like to be around her outside of filming with her, and even filming with her, they would get annoyed because she would take like. 20 takes because she'd constantly forget her lines oh my god um so they started to um hide like the line cards around and so like in a lot of a lot of times in her movies she'd have to look for those to know her lines she just wasn't able to like um stick with it and commit to the script well like she her was memory was
1: probably she probably didn't have yeah that yeah. photographic
0: memory. right so that. it just wasn't working for her yeah. um she wasn't sleeping so, this was another cause of the issue. Um, her Sleep doctor... deprivation is a serious thing. Mm-hmm, and her doctor got her hooked on sleeping pills. Oh, no. So, she'd basically... The doctor would give her sleeping pills. Um, and then in the morning, she'd wake up groggy, obviously. Um, and so, then she'd give her something that would help her stay awake. And again, at this time, they didn't know the side effects. They didn't really know, like, how it would affect her in the long run. So, they didn't know she'd be, like... She'd get addicted to it. Yeah. Okay. Um. And of course she did so good old drugs um, yeah in her 30s she was basically spent her 30s disconnected and out of control um that's how they described it there was a rumor of an affair with a co-worker um she like i i don't think she like slept with him but she like had intentions to or something um so her marriage to miller broke apart Basically, because he didn't want to deal with that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, Marilyn relied on prescription pills and was even less punctual. So, she was already late for everything, but now she's even
1: worse. So, instead of like an hour, she's like five hours yep. late. Good yeah. Lord.
0: Um, so, yeah, again, they're getting really tired of it. Um, and when her marriage ended, she had worse depression and um, confided in drug abu- abuse pretty heavily. So, she actually went to treatment in 1961, um, and Joe DiMaggio, he's still in her life, so yeah. they were, they were still, like, friends forever. Like, they, good. no matter what, they, they liked each other as humans, but, like, they just well, didn't work out as a marriage.
1: Isn't it, like, after her, her death that he really still just cared so much about her, talked mm-hmm. very highly of oh, her? Oh, for sure, yeah. And, may. They didn't work out as a married couple, because I think that she was just so independent. Right. That she was just trying to follow her own thing. She didn't want to follow the married life, whereas mm-hmm. he wanted to. But that didn't mean that they were still, like, they were still really close. Right, yeah. Um Yeah, so he
0: um, basically looked after her um, and took her home from the hospital after um, she basically went to treatment. Mm-hmm. So he was... Willing to help her with anything she needed.
1: Like and, her BFF. Yeah,
0: like her support system.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, of course, then right after that was the affair with JFK. So, <gasps> the famous... <laughs> I remember... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, which they... Which she has said that they only... They met at a party one time. Bing, Cros- Bing Crosby's party. House party. Mm. And, like, hooked up one time, and then n- after that, nothing. So, she's, like, said, it only happened once. <laughs> but it's married. it's still... Yep. He yeah. was just married to Jackie. It's still not confirmed, I don't think. Like, they think that she just said that. Yeah. Because he obviously says it didn't happen.
1: Well, he was Mr. President. Right, he's Mr.
0: President. Um, so, yeah, that's when all that was happening. Happy birthday, Mr. Well, President. Well, it didn't help how she's saying it. <laughs> no, it... it <laughs> It's so fun to make fun of those. It's just it's so breathy, right? Happy birthday! It's like okay, Um, (laughs) but yeah. So that was when all of that was happening again. She's going through depression. She's probably like, I need the president to accept me. You know, she knows she knows she can get it from anywhere. Oh, Um, so again, she's starting to forget her lines way more. and it became apparent she was distracted. She was never really focused on her job. Yeah. She wanted kids. Again, she's trying to have kids. Um, it's just still not working out for her. Yeah. Um, and on May 19th, 1962, she abruptly left her movie set and went to the Kennedy's birthday party. Um, and they tried to, somebody tried to stage it to make it look like they were having an affair. Oh, my God. So that's another part that led to it. Um. But another thing they said about this birthday party was that she basically was in character. So she wasn't herself. And so they were starting to lose sight of, like, her... She was, you know, she had a fun personality, um, but she didn't really have that anymore. So a
1: well, lot of them after, started noticing that. Yeah, after everything. Do you think, like, her mental health also was just, like, taking on after her mom,
0: maybe? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it could have been. Is
1: it- can run in the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it could have turned into maybe schizophrenia or something. We're just assuming. it's yeah. There's no We're not evidence. doctors. So. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm but nothing close to we're just, <laughs> a doctor. <laughs> we're just talking. Um,
0: so then her birthday comes. And somebody offered to give her a birthday cake. But her manager at the time told them that she had to do a whole day's work before she could earn the cake.
1: Oh my god. Yeah.
0: Um, I just, I wrote that down because I thought that was, like... It's cake! Yeah. And that, that type of thing still happens to actors. Like, you can't eat that. You have to look like this, you know? Um, and she had to earn that type of thing on her birthday. Oh, my God. Um, she was fired from Something's Gotta Give. Um, she started filming it, but she was fired for never showing up. So she went, like, I think a few days in a row without showing up. Oh, um, and part of me is just, like, did somebody check on her? Like, did somebody, like, ask if she was okay? Probably or were not. they all just kind of, like, oh,
1: she's doing this again? Like, I'm guessing that's what it was because yeah. it was a normal thing for her. But I think right. at that point, just she just gave up. Right, nobody checked on her, but... I feel
0: like that'd be more... Like, nowadays, people would be like,
1: are you okay? Like, how are you doing? Mental but, health is definitely a thing. Yeah, like, that people which would... is great. I'm glad we got yeah. to a point
0: where yeah. we have with mental health. But, like, at that time,
1: no,
0: it wasn't even an option. Like, Mm-mm. there were times during the Great Depression where, like, if women had... Um, like, if they were depressed or if they were having any issues, like, with anxiety, they were told to stay in their bedroom.
1: And and hide from the
0: world, which is the opposite of what helps. (laughs)
1: Exactly. And a lot of times that when women were depressed, me just going off, is that the husbands will either throw them in an asylum because Mm -hmm. they're like, my wife is not being happy. She's not being my wife. Right. Or husbands would have doctors perform lobotomies. Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't have anything going on. Because they were too emotional, or there was too much going on, and yeah, like that's freaking—that's so crazy. That is not even that long ago. I like, know people were doing that.
0: Yeah, but it's intense. Like how quickly we've gotten to this point.
1: But like the drugs too that she was probably on were having major side effects. That, and if she was taking more know. than one pill, mm-hmm. they could have contradicted each other and yep. just caused even worse side effects. Yeah, that happened. Exactly.
0: So, um, right after she got fired. Um, on August 5th, 1962, was when her housekeeper found her dead. Um, and I'm going to talk more about her death later, but she had pills next to her and her Mm. phone. She had her phone in her hand. Um, they called this an accidental suicide, which we'll talk about later. Um, but I want to kind of talk about right after she died. Um, they basically were saying, they were talking about how she's tried to kill herself. She tried to kill herself two times. Um, so before this basically Mm. Um, and that was when she was really struggling with depression. Um, so she did try a couple times. So that's what caused them to think this was an accidental suicide. Um, DiMaggio, again, he's always had respect for her. So, um, after, um, she died, he was going to get remarried. Um, they were going to get remarried, basically. They were, they basically saw that they could make it work. And he, again, was her number one support system. So they were going to get remarried, but of course she passed away. Oh, no. um, but he turned down offers till like, the end where whenever people would ask to write stories about things he knew about her, he would always say no. Even when they offered her him millions of dollars.
1: Well, it's heart-wrenching to be so in love with someone to yeah. the point of just, like, even remarrying. Yep. But just being her support system and just... They're probably gonna ask him questions. That's gonna make him uncomfortable. Right? And he just didn't want to. And deal things with that. she didn't want people to know. Like he needed healing. Right? These freaking paparazzi journalists were not gonna give that to him. Mm-hmm. And so, honestly, yeah. I'm glad that he turned it down. Oh, me too.
0: I think that can be vultures. That's such great respect. Like I have so much yeah. respect for him. Um, and he's always been respectful for to her. Like when he talked about her, it mm-hmm. was always good things. He would say, like, our marriage didn't work out. We both felt that way. But it was never, like,
1: she was the worst.
0: Like, oh it was always Anymore good things about just her.
1: like, you see the tabloids now. Like, I love John Mulaney. Yeah. And just seeing, like, all this stuff going on with, like, him and his wife. I'm just, like, God, mm-hmm. they really like to stick their noses in it. Yeah. Okay,
0: um, let's talk about um, the death. Because there's some information that is pretty interesting. Um, So I'm going to talk about her death, and then we'll move on to Audrey. But um, basically, on August 5th, 1962, again, she was found dead, um, face down, and naked. So again, she had her phone in her hand and pills next to her.
1: Um,
0: She basically had acute barbiturate poisoning, Um. And she, had, she made some tapes days before her death. Um, basically, that showed that she was anything but suicidal. She looked happy. She looked like she was doing good. Um,
1: but even then, right. it could have just been a moment.
0: Exactly, yeah. So they didn't have these tapes for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I'll talk about why that is. But we had an investigator who met with the actress's psychiatrist um, right after she died. Um, and the psychiatrist played the tapes cause he was the only one who had access to him, mm-hmm. played the tapes for the investigator and the investigator, name is Miner. So if I say Miner, I'm talking about the investigator. Mm-hmm. Um, but he told the investigator, um, not to share it basically. So he had a promise not to share these tapes. Um, so yeah, so they had these tapes and again, his name's Greensum. So Greensum is the psychiatrist and he has to, and he tells them, Because of her privacy, Mm -hmm. because she wouldn't want anyone to see these, you cannot show anyone these tapes. And I'm going to talk about what was on the tapes. Right? Yeah. Um, And the this promise was broken once Greensome died. Um, Miner asked Greensome's widow if he could have access to the tapes, and his widow said, "Yeah." Oh Um, my god! So basically, I'm going to talk about what's in the video um, or in the tapes. they have suggested that the psychiatrist could have been a, sus- a suspect just because of the way that he was hiding the tapes. But wow. really, this is all that was on it. Um, it described, She described a little bit about um, how happy she was about the Oscars and like getting awards. Um, And then she talked about like a sexual encounter that she had with a woman, um, and then she talked about how much she craved her father's love. So again, these were very big issues she didn't want the whole world to know about. I
1: don't like. Right? Yeah, he was right. So I don't think he's sketchy because
0: exactly. Um, And another really interesting factor to this, and this is why a lot of them thought that she didn't um, attempt suicide, was that she was contemplating Shakespeare and like becoming a serious actor, like getting away from all the roles she's been doing, but like pursuing
1: more screenplay. Yeah.
0: Pursuing more screenplay and like finding screenplay, not uh, screenplay, uh, but like theater, like trying to, you know, this more than me. Right. Right. I I know. I don't know why I repeated screenplay, but you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) She, she's basically trying to pursue more serious acting. Um, and she was talking with her acting coach about that for a while about like learning different strategies and like trying different things. So a lot of people are like, if she had that goal in mind, um, then why would she have done this to herself? It's probably accidental. Um, yeah, and that's why they called it an accidental suicide because yeah. they don't think that she would have actually been in the right mindset to do this. No. Um, she also talked about how one day she was looking in, the, in her mirror, her body mirror, and she was completely naked, um, and she was looking at herself, realizing that she was slipping into middle age, um, and noticed, like, her boobs were sagging, um, but, but she said, my waist isn't bad and <laughs> my butt is still the best. <laughs> so she was like, ah, I still look good. Right. Uh, but she, because of that, she realized like, I'm going to have to take on other roles because my body's not going to look like this forever. Um, yeah. cause that's, again, a lot of the reason why she got cast in certain roles. So she was like, I don't want to be known for that, especially when my body changes. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it happens to everyone. So that's what she was, um, thinking about, but she had very specific plans for her future in, in these tapes, um. So, um, his, what, his widow, basically Greensome's widow is like, um, he's fine. He would, o- he would, he would always respect her privacy. Like this is something he would do. So she didn't find it suspicious at all. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's just the kind of person he is. Um, but again, they're like trying to like question it, like, or he's trying to hide something. It's like, come on. Um, <laughs> they believed that, so when Miner had to keep everything quiet, um, until Greenson died, they believed that he was then harboring the transcript because he told them that they that um, Greenson or that my, he told them that he destroyed the tapes for her privacy, basically.
1: Oh. So now
0: they're questioning the investigator um, because they thought he was harboring the transcript. Um, but again, it's because he didn't want her privacy to be violated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so they don't know exactly when the date was of the recordings. Um, but they think it's just a little bit more than a couple months before she died. Just because of, she talked recently about, like, the JFK thing in um, the tapes. And that happened right after. So, or right before her death. Yeah. Um, then we had a Hollywood com- columnist. I almost said communist. Not a communist. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> a columnist. Yeah. It's very different. Um, his name was James Bacon. <laughs> James Bacon. <laughs> he became a close friend with her. So they were, like, tight yeah. um and he was at her house 5 days before she died. Um she was drinking champagne and straight vodka oh my and God. like double fisting. Ugh. Um and then she kept popping pills occasionally. Oh no. Um and he basically told her the combination of pills and alcohol could kill you and she mm-hmm. said it hasn't killed me yet
1: Holy and shit. kept
0: doing it. So that happened days before. So that's what's kind of like okay. It yeah. was an accident. Um but again, he said that she was not at all depressed. So uh, before they called it an accident, they were, like, thinking that she tried to actually kill herself, but he was, like, she was fine. She, was like, was talking about how happy she was.
1: Do you know by chance that there was any alcohol around her when when they came into the scene? They
0: didn't... I don't think they found any alcohol. It was just the pills. Huh. Yeah. Because I never saw anything about alcohol.
1: Um, Interesting.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, they thought, like, she was doing well. Like, she just bought a brand new house... Her first big house, and was like buying furniture for it. You know, getting back with uh, Joe, and like everything felt good. What basically. Was the phone in her hand?
1: I don't know. I wonder if she was trying to call she someone. She might have been calling was for help, on the phone
0: or yeah. Ooh. I know, and I'm like, did she call somebody? Did she talk to somebody? Oh my god! Isn't that intense? Oh my god! It I.
1: This is why it could have ended so do, many ways. This is why we don't do true crime, because I don't, like, unsolved stuff. I know. it's freaking driving me insane. And, <laughs> like, it's never going to be solved. Oh God. <laughs> like, it's too
0: late. Um, so they had the, auto- the autopsy, and it showed the barbiturates, um, and there was a massive amount in her system. They oh They saw it in her large intestine. There were 30 or more capsules. Um, now they thought maybe that she, um, swallowed the capsules because she absorbed enough to kill her before they were all dissolved. So they, a lot of them weren't even dissolved. So they said maybe somebody could have like thrown them down her throat, but like 30. Oh my
1: God. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So she was just swallowing them, um, not letting them like melt in her mouth or anything. Um, they also don't think that she was given the drugs because they couldn't find any signs of needles. So they were, like, there's no way, like, somebody could have, like...
1: Yeah. You
0: know, put something in her Injected system. Her. Yeah. Um Yeah. And evidence... There's really no evidence to support any theory of criminal conduct that mm-hmm. has to do with her death.
1: Like, everything in the room yeah. was just perfectly Yeah. Quiet. So they like don't... There's fine.
0: really no piece of evidence. But now I'm, like, what... Why was there a phone? Um, That's
1: gonna eat at me exactly I'm gonna stay up in the middle of the night just thinking about this Mm -hmm. and it's all because of you (laughs) um yeah so I just I find her death interesting it's just such a mystery
0: um and then one thing I heard was like you can tell how you feel about yourself by like examining Marilyn Monroe's life yeah because you can see like your own insecurities and like see what she went through um or you can see like the confidence side of her you know I think so, it
1: just—it comes in both because yeah. she did have such a rough upbringing that she had to put on this facade of confidence mm-hmm. sometimes, and just but underneath she has this insecurity that just eats away. And I think that was like a huge thing. And I think just like a failed marriage and three, three, <laughs> yeah, then yeah. having like. Miscarriages and mm-hmm. just mean And parents that don't yeah. love her again. Yeah, and does she ever um, reconcile with either parent? She
0: so she had kind of a relationship with her mom. Yeah. They weren't super close, but like throughout the years like they'd meet up, um and she gave a lot of her inheritance went to her mom. So it was in her will. Oh
1: good. What's so. her, do you know if her mom was in a hospital of some sort or was she just like on her own?
0: I think she was in a hospital for a while. Okay. I remember reading that but then basically I think people just had to look after her mm-hmm. again they didn't trust her um, with anything which makes me sad because yeah. I think her mom was very misunderstood
1: well yeah because she they didn't really know what to think of her right? or just like the mental illness that she had yeah
0: Oh, that's so rough. I know. But that's Marilyn Monroe, Norma Jean Baker.
1: Norma mm-hmm. Jean. Oh, um,
0: I love that name. So we just left the 50s. Now we're entering the 60s. And we're going to jump into... Miss
1: Audrey Hepburn
0: hi everybody it's kylie in editing and um i just wanted to let you all know that uh maybe you figured it out but this is the end of the episode for episode two um we have decided to make these two different episodes so if you want to listen to audrey Hepburn's story um listen to episode three um so i just wanted you to know so you weren't wondering why this ended so abruptly all right thank you guys bye